Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. I'm broadcasting from the 30th Annual Nebraska Cattlemen's Classic that is taking place at the Buffalo County Fairgrounds in Kearney. And just like everywhere else around the United States, it is cold. And that's a lot of discussion has been about feed, about livestock, and about wheat. That's just a few of the things that we are going to talk about and a whole lot more today as we bring Aaron Bertels into the conversation. He is with Crossroads Marketing and I think you can't have a conversation. It's like water cooler talk. Everybody's talking about this weather, but there has been some concerns with what we might see in this in this wheat complex because of the cold snap that we've had. Yeah, I think you caught a little bit of the perfect storm here with wheat. Um, being that it was getting a little bit oversold, you, your 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 areas were just getting a little bit sold off here, and, and then you had this weather come in that, you know, obviously we're going to see some damage. I, I think it's just a question of how much damage you're going to see, and if that really is an impact on the overall situation, right? Because we have certain areas of, you know, let's call it western Kansas, uh, central Kansas, that have the, the biggest problem you know, because of the lack of snow cover and the way the temperatures were in those areas. Uh, and we won't know for quite a while, right? I think it's typically pretty hard to hang on to rallies because of this kind of stuff, not only because you don't get any extra information from here, you just kind of have to wait and see what kind of damage you got, but also it's tough to continue uh, with any information on this, right? I mean, you have this cold snap, and then that is what it is, and now you have to wait and see what the damage is. So it's tough to maintain rallies on this kind of stuff, Usually in the past, it's more of a selling opportunity to take advantage of this. But, and then, you know, you've got just the factor of our wheat crop is not as um, pertinent to the worldwide supply as, let's say, corn and soybeans, and if this is a weather thing on corn and soybeans. So that's also something that's going to factor. I'd say the biggest thing is a lot of times when people have bought this because of these kind of things, it turns out to not be as big an issue, and, you know, they remember those things. Overall, though, we had a really strong day within this grain complex, and I think corn and beans just kept things flowing. Yeah, really good close on corn and beans. And like you and I talked off air, until you start closing above new highs again, um, especially with corn and beans and where they're at right now, it's tough to say if you've really done anything uh, chart-wise that means anything. Fundamentals are still strong. Um, you still got good demand. Uh, you had huge crush numbers today for soybeans, um, second highest ever, I believe, for a month. The uh, so demand has still been really good. It's just, can you maintain at these levels a rally through this time of the year? Uh, you know, the weather in South America is obviously helping beans maintain this level because they're just not moving as many beans out as they normally would be this time of year. I saw some people lowering their February estimate for Brazil to 3 million metric tons from 6 million metric tons was originally expected that they'd be able to have out. And so their, their slow harvest is just really slowing things down. And then just the overall soybean carryout that we saw in the report last week. I mean, all those things are, are very friendly. It's just when does that demand start getting taken away from us? When does 120 million carryout not be as scary as it would be months ago right when we're we're a long ways away from any harvest in south america so you just got a lot of things that are still very friendly but you're walking into a time of year where it's difficult to maintain those conversations because it just becomes less important for corn you know we're still in a place where 
they need our corn. It's going to be a while before South America has that. But we also were shown last week that we have a decent carryout in corn, so that's less concerning. So it's all about the time of year right now. And while you can maintain some rallies into the end of February, I think it's going to be pretty hard um, going into March to, to maintain these price levels. And what about the quality? Uh, we know that China is extremely picky. Is that going to possibly add some some market potential for us and, and just make the beans that much tighter should South America have some issues? Yeah, sure. I mean, those are all going to be factors. Depends on how bad they need them, right, and how picky they are on quality at that point. Um, you know, I, I think that that's all concerned, but also stuff that we just don't know yet, right? I mean, and no matter what, you know, you're going to have some good quality beans coming so it's just a matter of how fast they can start to get them out and start to be able to sift through all that. We've been hearing a lot of talk, and I think it's been a conversation of the last couple of weeks, as the corn versus bean acres has really started to pick up. But is there some sort of selling opportunity or something that producers need to be thinking about? Because obviously Mother Nature can change that whole picture in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think you just have to be looking at those new crop prices right now, knowing that I think you've got to make some choices knowing that we're going to get some type of a drop here sometime before you get to spring, right? And then you have to wait and see what happens this summer. I mean, you could have some really explosive markets this summer. Um, but you've got to feel like you're in a comfortable spot to see a drop in this marketplace, right? Um, and if you're not, you need to get there because these are prices that deserve to be um, you know, taken advantage of at this point in time for this time of year. And then wait and see what happens this summer. But there's always chances that you don't get weather that's troublesome. And these could be the best prices that we see. I don't expect that necessarily, but it's always possible. So you've got to do something um, to take advantage of some of these prices. And this year we ha- had this discussion here at Cattleman's Classic today with a producer that this year the the volatility of, of these grain markets definitely is setting the tone for something maybe a feel that we haven't had in a while oh absolutely this brings you back to six seven years ago to where weather is gonna matter right i mean we haven't had a market where weather's been that important because our carryout's been so substantial and while corn's carryout went up we still need to grow a very good crop and we need to have a decent amount of acres and definitely for soybeans i mean we've got to have a good amount of acres and we've got to have a really good crop to get ourselves back into a position to where we're not, you know, uncomfortable. All right, well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up as we continue on this Tuesday with the Fontenelle Final Bell. We're going to be taking a look at uh, a little bit more on this corn versus wheat feed usage, what's been happening in this cattle complex, and the struggles that have been there. And the hogs, they're a shining star today on the livestock. More is coming up as we continue. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As we continue the conversation with Aaron Bertels, he is with Crossroads Marketing. We take a look at what we're seeing in this trade, Aaron. I know that um, you and I talked about this before we even started this report, was the whole corn versus wheat for feed usage. It's almost like wheat is the the ugly stepchild that's waiting in the background to take over for, for corn if need be. Yeah, it always is. And, you know, it's a tough... Wheat's a very tough market. It's a tough market to trade. It's a tough market to, um, you know, the last few years it's been a tough market to do anything with just because the price hasn't been uh, very good. And now we've got pretty good prices and you've got a market that today um, looks like it wants to go a little bit more. But like I said earlier, I just, I'd be very careful here um, knowing that worldwide we seem to have plenty of wheat. We've got some other places that are growing 
much better crops. Australia is predicted to have a, a record crop this year, and we're just not as important on the scale uh, of producing wheat uh, as we are when it comes to corn and soybeans. So while this is a, an amazing occurrence that we've had here weather-wise and something we've never seen before and you know something that may have a pretty dire impact um, to portions of our area uh, as far as production goes, and like you said, it's just price compared to corn. Um, I think it's going to be tough to to have wheat rally here, um, you know, against corn. And again, if wheat does want to go up, corn's going to go up because of the feed usage thing, like you're talking about. Uh, but I just think this little this situation here, as far as weather goes, is a tough one to maintain a rally on. The volatility that we've seen within the grain market. Is that going to have any influence in what we see happening in the livestock trade? I think it already has. And I think, you know, we've talked a little bit about inflation and those kind of things that um, that we've seen, uh, you know, here this year and that, that everybody's very fearful of. And I think you've already seen some of that in the livestock sector with, with where these prices have gone to. Uh, but I think you're going to... You saw it back when, when we had really high prices in 08, 12, and those time frames. Uh, you saw corn go to these crazy levels, and you saw cattle you know, follow along to some extent. And they kind of have to if, if those guys are going to make it at all. So I think you are going to see some, some pretty significant swings. But you know, right now, you've seen a cattle market that's really just kind of ground its way around. I think, I think feeder cattle are in a range right now. It's a pretty wide range, but they've stayed within it just kind of chop back and forth while corn's kind of messed around here at the highs um, the last few weeks. Uh, cattle have, have kind of just ground their way all year up to some of these levels. We've had some breaks that have come pretty quickly, but then we kind of grind our way back up um, to the, the highs again. So, you know, I think you are going to see some more volatility in these things. Uh, cattle, maybe once you, especially once we get past the you know, the COVID stuff um, and start getting more vaccinations out there. And if some of these variants don't take hold as we go into summer, you might start to see some more volatility there just because of, you know, people going out and things picking up and, and that part of, uh, you know, what we've been used to. So with the hogs, I mean, they, they were the shining star of the trade today. What are your thoughts on, on what we might see not only today, but into the rest of this week? Yeah, I think, you know, they look like the, the strongest market as far as livestock goes right now. I think you're seeing some of this come because of, you know, the stuff that's going on in China with some of the swine flu and all those things that are occurring there. Um, you know, product's been good. But they're dealing with the same stuff here as well with, with some of these temperatures and things. Um, so I think they're the they're the shining star right now. Um, you know, but obviously it's been a pretty volatile market too. Uh, so we'll see how that can continue. So is cattle with what we're dealing with the weather, is this a short-term struggle or a long-term positive? I think it's both. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, you know, you are dealing with a, a ton of different things right now as far as, you know, people dealing with the cold, you're, you're losing cattle, you're, uh, they're not gaining anything, they can't really get them to the marketplace, you're dealing with labor shortages, you're dealing with all kinds of stuff uh, that makes this a short-term struggle. Uh, you know, people aren't going to be going out as much right now. I and mean, there's just a lot of stuff that makes it uh, difficult. But I think long term, usually these things turn into positives, right? So how long, you know, it just depends on when we get past this. And I think some of this has more to do with uh, COVID and getting people vaccinated and getting everything going there more than it even does this cold. But certainly right now, short term, it's a bigger negative than thinking about the, the long term 
positives of it. So as we get ready to wrap this up, what is your want to watch for this week, either grain or livestock? I think you really need to watch uh, live cattle here at this level. They poke through a trend line, uh, couldn't close there. Uh, do they need to take a break? As far as greens go, I think you really just need to think about what you're going to be comfortable with if we do start to break. Now, it may not happen the end of this month. It may not start until you get into March, but uh, you need to get yourself into here before that takes place. All right. Sounds good, Aaron. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? You may call at 402-309-3171 or email me at abertles at crossroadsml.com. All right, that is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local Fontenelle dealers. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve substantial risk of loss and are not suitable for all investors. You can check this out as a podcast at ruralradio.com. Wherever you subscribe, it's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.